Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show, and happy Friday. So if this is the end of your week, yay, we get the weekend. If it's the middle of your week, I'm glad you're joining us. And if it's the beginning of your week, well, this is a good place to start. So I'm very happy that you are joining me today, and we are wrapping up the last two weeks that we have done so much on gender differences. We talked a lot about the hardwiring, understanding really truly physically and mentally how different we are. We talked all about greatest needs, some communication. Then we talked about what makes a man feel loved, what makes a woman feel loved. So I want to kind of give you an overall picture that we've done for the last two weeks. So you first want to remember that the latest neuroscience really shows us that the very hardwiring of a male brain versus a female brain is very different. And that a male brain, right, has more gray matter. And that gray matter is a lot more about problem solving, systematizing. And those active neurons cause men to really want to understand their world logically and to be able to know what they can do to protect their turf, right? So their brain is hardwired. They have a larger amygdala. So their brain is hardwired to scan for danger. And they are constantly scanning for danger. And this is why a man's home is so important to him, because it is the one place he can let down. So it's really important for us as women to recognize that a man's world is a very harsh world, and they are lonely creatures. And they come home, and it really is their castle, because that's the place they're not scanning for danger. So we as women, when we're dealing with feelings and emotions and moods, we want to be really careful in the way we communicate our facial expressions that we don't look dangerous, right? That he doesn't have to defend himself or protect himself from me. And because if he has to defend or protect himself from me, he can't protect or defend me. So I'm going to say that again. It's really, really important you understand that if a man has to protect himself from you, he can no longer protect you. So that's that defending your turf issue with a man's brain. And they also are much better able to compartmentalize. They don't have as much of the ruminating that women have. A woman's mind is on all the time. It never stops thinking. That's not the case with a man. So when you say to a man, what are you thinking? And he says, nothing. It's probably true. That would never be the case for us as women. I would love that if I could stop thinking. (laughs) I would love it if I didn't have all those pop-ups that I could compartmentalize things like my husband can. So when you think about a woman's brain, remember, they have more white matter. And that white matter is really about the I feel what you feel. It's the mentalistic versus a male brain is the systematic or the systematizer. A woman's brain is mentalistic. And so it wants to mentalize everything. 
So a woman's brain naturally gets in sync with other people's emotions by reading facial expressions, interpreting the tone of voice, all those nonverbal cues that a lot of times men don't pick up on. So you might go to a party and that, you know, your female counterpart would say, oh, she's really upset. And you would be like, she is? I thought she looked pretty happy. And a woman would say, oh, you didn't see how, how quickly she turned and walked away. You didn't see what that that uh, cock of her head was or how, or how kind of quickly or loudly she shut the cupboard. And those are very different things about that, the brain and, it would, and the characterization of it. So it's either the mechanistic and systematic, which is a man, or it's the empathetic and mentalistic, which is women. And then we really talked a lot about this idea of energy. And this is always very fascinating if you recognize that men have centripetal energy, which means that everything is being pulled in to them, pulled into their world. And many times women get that feeling. Once you're uh, on a man's radar and he starts pursuing you, you feel that pull that he pulls you into his world. Whereas women have that centrifugal energy, which means that we continue to expand outside of ourselves. To the point, if we're not careful, we lose ourselves. We're in so many different places in so many other people's worlds that we lost sight of what our world was. So it's a very different way of orienting your world. So this is one of the reasons with men, their tendency is to reduce information to what's most important. And they keep information out. Now I know you women, what, wouldn't you love to be able to keep information out? Whereas women, because of that centrifugal force, we have a very difficult time compartmentalizing, and we tend toward rumination, and we take all the information in, we have a very difficult time ignoring information. This is one of the reasons why the difference between men and women when it comes to negativity or pain, women are hardwired to move away from themselves toward another's pain, and men are hardwired to move away from it. So women move toward the negative and the pain, and men move away from it. And one of the reasons for that is if a man doesn't handle it well, if a man gets too upset, stressed out by it, he may not be who he wants to be. He may not handle his own physicality well. And so he may become too incited, and then he gets angry. And I'm sure that women, you've understood that, that experience when you're not handling your own anger at maybe your mom or a girlfriend, and you're complaining, and you're lashing out and your voice is rising and then your hands are moving and, and eventually that man in your life says to you, why are you mad at me? And we inevitably say, I, I, did you hear your name in any of that? I didn't mention you. I'm not mad at you. But men have a very hard time not centering it about them. And then we talked about the, you know, these greatest needs. So we know that the greatest need for a man is respect. And what does respect mean? It doesn't necessarily mean that I respect everything he does. It means that I'm careful to not incite him. And that I'm careful about my emotionality and how I express my emotions and my tone of voice and my, the body language and the, and the facial expressions that I use. That I'm careful about sarcasm and rolling my eyes and, and walking away and, and looking at him like he's an idiot. Okay? I have to be very careful about those things with men. They are more primitive. They have more gray matter. And so they are seeing things as dangerous much sooner than I see something as dangerous.
And so that respect issue is very, very important. And success, they, the need for success is huge for men. That's what they are hardwired to do is to succeed. They live for the points. So I say to women, give them the points. And points can be as, as, as little as just touching him on the arm, looking at him in the eyes with very soft, kind eyes, smiling, laughing at a joke he made, letting him touch you, hug you, being affectionate with him. The points are bragging in front, of, in, in front of other people about him. Oh, you can't believe what my husband did yesterday. He blah, blah, blah. Oh, he took the trash out for me. I was so happy. He put gas in my car. That was great. Oh, my gosh, he bought me really beautiful flower. He brought it home from work. He called me in the middle of the day just to see if I was okay. Mention these things. Thank him for those things. The more you do that, he'll keep repeating it. If it worked, he'll do it again. And so reinforce the things you like. They also have a great need for adventure, for challenge. They need to challenge themselves to feel like men. So sometimes that doesn't make sense to us as women. We're like, why do you have to do that? Why are you pushing yourself like that? But God has made men to do this. Think how much God pushes himself. Look what he did through Jesus. That was a man. And Jesus challenged himself. Jesus pushed it. Jesus took care of his body so that he could make it to the end and die well. And that's a huge challenge that God placed on himself was to become human, die for the entire creation. So they also have a love for beauty. They love to see beautiful things because the male body, the male world, the male is not the softer, gentler sex. So they love to look at beautiful things. And I'm telling you, women, you don't have to be a Victoria's Secret model to be beautiful. You just need to smile. The most beautiful thing a woman can do is smile. Smile and laugh and relax. So for women, we talked about what are those greatest needs? Security, a sense of belonging, being desired, connectedness, and the opportunity to express love, to impact her world relationally, to have effectiveness. And so when we talk about security, that's why you see every woman has a handbag with us all the time. And if we forgot our handbag, we have a stash in the car, a stash at our office, wherever else we might go, we have everything we could possibly need in that handbag and anything everybody else might need. Men don't have that need for security like women do. And we need to feel secure with our friends, our family, co-workers, husbands, boyfriends, right? And so part of securing a woman is helping her express and get these needs met. She needs to belong to you. She needs to know she's of intense value to you. She needs to be able to connect. This is why I say to men, you know, you're not going to solve the problem for her. Care about what she cares about. Let her call her girlfriend, let her call her mom, and let her talk for an hour. And they're probably going to talk about the same thing over and over again. My husband laughs. I, I, I talked to my mom. We talked about the, some of the same things. It isn't about what we're talking about. It's the fact that we're talking. It's the connecting. It's the reading each other's feelings. It's validating each other's feelings. It's caring about the details. This is what women do for each other. And so women need that sense of connection. 
in order to feel good about themselves, in order to feel belonging, in order to feel safe, to have security. And then we need to be able to impact our world relationally. So this is why we do things and men say, why are you putting that much effort into that? Because I need to really impact the world relationally, where you as men want to impact the world physically by what you succeed at, what you accomplish, what you overcome, what you build, what you create. So let's talk about some helpful generalizations for men versus women. So think about the windows analogy, right? And that, you know, if you have a PC, you you know, or, or, or a Mac, whatever it is, there's windows that you open. You collapse them, you open up another one. Well, if you think about women, they have, everything is open all the time. Whereas when I talk to, to women about men, I say, you know what, they're in one window. So they don't switch gears like we do. You can't just walk up and start talking to them about something completely unrelated to what it is they're doing. They're going to be like, wait, what, what are you talking about? So you want to you come to them and say, hey, do you have a minute? I want to run something by you. That helps them collapse the window that they have and open you, the you window. This is why I say to men, you know, be very, very careful when you are working and you're in the zone and you see that call from your wife, your girlfriend, your daughter, right, that you make sure you collapse the window and that you do what we call the woman-child-pet voice. So instead of answering the phone like you're being interrupted saying, what, what do you want, what do you need, you, you, say, you take a breath, men, and you say, hi, honey, what's up? What can I do for you? Or you say, you know what? Hey, listen, I got to finish what I'm doing. Can I call you right back? And you really, because otherwise, if you don't do that, men, you're going to get a very upset woman, very hurt, and then you're going to have to apologize, and it's going to be more complicated. And so I say to women, be careful about invading that window that they're in and not respecting the fact that that's where they're at, and they are singly minded in that way. So we want to think about the difference between rapport versus report, resolvers versus relators. Men resolve, women relate. Men have a tendency to report, and women want rapport. So we want to think about this difference between the simple and the complex, and that's when we talked about, you know, for women, this is how does this affect you because we want that connection and that security. Men, how does this affect me? Because you want to make sure that you are able to do what you need to do to defend your turf. So how is this going to affect me before you think of how it's going to affect her? Women think, how is it going to affect her, her or him before how does it affect me? Because if I have a positive effect on you, I'm better able to guarantee my sense of connection and belonging. That's that moving away, that centripetal versus the centrifugal. So think about this whole idea when we talked about communication with men, that one of the reasons we want to be very careful with the way we express our emotions is because they have more gray matter. They are scanning for danger all the time. They are very compartmentalized. And they are very much more primitive in the way they perceive all those external cues. So if I look scary, then I'm going to be less able to have him be the man I need him to be. 
So it's not triggering that sympathetic nervous system, that fight, flight, or freeze in a man. And recognizing that one of the greatest ways the man in my life can feel disrespected is by how I handle my emotions and how I communicate. So let's look at when we talked about what makes a man feel loved, what makes a woman feel loved. And so we talked a lot about this idea with men that I, I kind of like this idea that men, men and women, we have many of the same needs, but they tend to be weighted differently. We all want to be loved. We want to be respected. But it's accomplished very differently depending on the gender. So when a man has respect for his mate, he actually makes him want to be a better person. When, when you respect a man, they want to rise to the occasion and be more successful to get more respect. So this is a big deal. It's different, though, for women. Because for women, the approval, the, the being seen, the being wanted, the being desired, being protected, being connected, that's, that's the main difference between what women, what makes a woman feel loved, and what makes a man feel loved. So when we look at what makes a man feel loved, we mentioned well, actually, I did like probably 25, I think. Yep, I did 25. So I'm going to just kind of give you some of the highlights. Communicate with him respectfully. Let him know he's important to you. Understand how he reasons. Ask for his help. That's a big one. And women, when you, when you are really helping a man feel loved, you let go of some of the small stuff. They don't always handle everything perfectly. They don't see all the subtle nuances. They might not be as sensitive as you. Probably not. So it, it may be a little uncomfortable, but you want to really say to yourself, I always want to think about his heart. Do I trust his heart? If I trust his heart, then I know he would never intentionally harm me. So I can overlook it. I can forgive it. I can major in the majors and not in the minors. See, a woman's world... Everything is about the minors. And we want to work out every little detail. In a man's world, it's the majors. So give him space. Show him that you respect him. When you go out together, this is a big one. Don't bring up problems, right? Don't use the date night as a time to hash out everything. He won't want to go on any more dates with you. <laughs> so you really say to him, hey, I need to talk to you about a couple of things before we go out. So can we do that Thursday night and then Friday night we'll go out and have a really good time? So focus the attention on what he's doing right. Make sure that you have his back as well as you want him to have your back, which means you don't let family members disrespect him, that you protect him and you defend him. And you really compliment the efforts that you see him doing. Let him be in your world by solving problems for you. That's what men like to do. So sometimes you can say to a man, hey, listen, you know the best way to solve this problem? Just tell me how pretty I am, how much you love me, and please give me a hug. These types of things, give them a way to solve a problem. Don't treat them like women. They're not women. So they're not going to always intuitively know what it is that you need. 
So find ways to show him how much you need him. They need to be needed. That's part of how God made men. And if you, if you make mistakes, admit it. Admit that you, that helps men a lot when we are willing to admit that, hey, you know, I don't like how I handled that. That wasn't right. Make sure when, when you give him a, a honey-do list that you don't fill up all his time with chores, that you recognize that he has to relax just as much as you do, and the way he relaxes is not by multitasking, right? Sometimes he just has to sit and do nothing. Now, we as women kind of have to too, but we don't do it maybe as long as men do. So touch him. Makes a man feel very loved when you're willing to touch him and love his body as much as he appreciates yours. And if he wants to talk, make sure you listen. Do not interject all the time and talk on top of him. And add a whole bunch more details. Really relax your body. Let him talk. Men are not as verbal. They have far less words in their brain than women do. They have a harder time. It's kind of like for every 10 words we have, they have one. And so we're always getting on them about the word they used. Instead of recognizing they don't have the amount of words. They're not that verbal. Now, that, that's, a, that's a white matter issue in the brain versus a gray matter. So you want to be very patient and really relax. If you ever see men talking to each other, they have a very different pacing. So then we talked about what makes a woman feel loved. So remember that men provide and women love to give love. And providing doesn't always mean finances. It means providing a world for her to live in that is safe, that is secure, that works for her, that makes sense to her. You don't, and, the, and men, one of the things that makes a woman feel very loved is that they're allowed to have emotions and that you don't get derailed by the emotions all the time, that you don't want her and expect her to be happy all the time so that you're relaxed, that you recognize she's emotionally very different than you are in her hardwiring. And so you don't, you don't take all of her feelings personally and that you're able to tolerate them. And that, you know, you act like a grown-up when it comes to sex. You don't sexualize every conversation. You don't grab her all the time. And you, that, that you really appreciate that you want to touch her body a lot, but that's also her own personal space. So you want to be careful when you move into her space and that you do it respectfully. And that you make things easier for her in her world. You have patience. This is, this is a really big one, that you're patient and she struggles with her appearance and complains about her appearance. And I'm, I'm always telling women, stop complaining about your appearance. The man in your life, it hurts his feelings. It discourages him. Because he does not feel that same way. And it's negative. And men, remember, move away from negativity. So with women, I say, you know, if you need to complain, just say what you need. Say something like, hey, can you reassure me that I don't look fat in this outfit? I know that's probably silly, but I really need some reassurance. You give him a way to succeed. You give him something actually to do that fixes it. And that's one of the best things that you can do for a man as well as for a woman. And that you make sure that that woman in your life feels like she belongs to you. That she's of intense value to you. The most important thing in the world to you is her. 
It's one of the most beautiful things you can give. And the same women for us. We want to give the same thing to the men in our lives, that they are so important to us. Have a great day. Join me next week. I look forward to seeing you and talking to you next to week. today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.